This is your pastoral care assistant, Kim Grasmick. Many of my devotionals have come from aha moments, and this one's no different. I'm taking a systematic theology class, and we've been learning about the nature of Christ and His place in the Trinity. There's a lot of good news in the Bible that tells us what Paul so succinctly summarizes in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. These are familiar words. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, I learned something a few days ago that might be obvious to you, but it was mind-blowing to me and changed how I look at my relationship with Jesus and my worldview, or how I should say how I'll look at his relationship with me. I'm going to back up a bit and confess what the Nicene Creed confesses, that the Trinity is one God in three persons, that they are co-equal and of one substance, dancing in community with one another, yet never divided or confused. Hypostatic union, perichoresis, homoousios are all theological terms. You might have heard Pastor Bill toss out that basically say the three persons of the Trinity dance as one. The Trinity is hard to fathom, and our mortal language doesn't do justice of describing it, and our brains just can't understand it, even though there's volume upon volume written by theologians who think they've got it. So I'm studying the nature of the second person of the Trinity, Christ, who the Nicene Creed says is of one substance with the Father, and yet fully human. And this gets to my aha moment. Christ is of one substance with the Trinity in his divinity. We know this. And in his humanity, he is of one substance with us. We know he has two natures, divine and human, but I had not connected that the reason he was made human was to share in our humanity in substance, to share in your humanity and in my humanity, to dance with us as one in an indissolvable union of oneness. This is the way we can receive Christ's righteousness. His humanity took on our sin, and our humanity takes on his righteousness. I had thought about that happy exchange, as Luther put it, as being a transaction, but it's really more like pouring two glasses of water into one large glass. Each glass's water takes on the character of the other, so if one was hot and the other cold, The cold becomes warmer and the hot becomes cooler because together they make one glass of warm water. So God, when he was poured into humanity as Jesus, absorbed humanity's sin into his human nature on the cross and infused humanity with his righteousness. We receive this gift through word and sacrament. So when we read scripture, like Philippians 4.13, we can understand that Christ isn't just strengthening us because he's a good example that we can look to or that we feel his presence by our side or that we get strength from thinking about what he endured and overcame on the cross. We don't even have to feel like he's with us at all, and maybe we don't feel like we're strong. But objectively, he strengthens us because he All he is in his humanity, we are too, because we are of the same substance. We just had a God's Work Our Hands event at church, and we understand that it's the Christ in us that produces the fruit of service. But Christ in us means that he isn't just camping out in our heart like he's a guest in the guest room. It means that he is incarnate in us and fleshed in us, of one substance with us, inseparable from us. 
and he is incarnate, truly present in, with, and under the bread and wine of Holy Communion. So when we eat and drink of his body and blood, the bread and wine and Jesus himself are incorporated into our bodies, in, with, and under our very selves. So this is how he could say that he gave himself for all people at his Last Supper. And this is how we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Almighty God joined in substance with humanity when he chose to become incarnate for the sole purpose of saving us. And Jesus emptied himself of his divine right and enfleshed humanity's sins so that humanity could enflesh his righteousness. His humanity isn't often a focus in our Bible studies because we tend to focus on his divinity, but it's his very humanity that links us to him in substance. Just as the Word became flesh, and because the Word became flesh, He can be found in, with, and under our humanity. And think about how good this news is, how Jesus actually elevates humanity. Think about how good this news is uh, and how it could help someone who's struggling with self-esteem or identity or isolation or discrimination or uncertainty. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Thanks be to God.